got it. I got it. So um, it's not optional that I get to like meet celebrities. Yes. So it's super cool when I do get to. So um, this weekend we took a trip up to Grand Forks and um, oh I, yeah, I, I got to meet one. Actually, yeah. he actually asked me to shake his hand. Dude, that's um, wild when you hit which is really really dynamic. Cool. Uh, yeah, I I didn't catch his last name, um, which I probably should have, you know, yeah. being, him being a celebrity and all. Yeah, uh, yeah. But his name was uh, Brady, and he was going into ninth grade. Um, hey, I mean, there were a lot of celebrities that were just one name. You didn't even know their last name, like Neo. Yeah. Fucking Wait, you think I'm uh, you think I'm just kidding here? Like this is no, real this, life cele- celebrity. This is, seri- this is serious shit. So yeah, this is serious. So um, the show I went to go see was Cinderella, and he played. Uh, he Prince played Topher. my guy Prince Topher, and uh, he sounded great. Gassed up. Yeah, and he was he was pretty funny. He got to ride the pony, which, by the way, shout out to those four horsemen. Yep. And um, if you're watching this today, the four horsemen from uh from Spa's production of Cinderella of, of Roger and Hammerstein yep. Cinderella. Uh, y'all were the best part of that show. Don't ever fucking change for anybody. Not, not a chance. Uh, the way that y'all's knees moved. Uh, in in. In such synchronization I and passion, I, I literally had, it felt like somebody was, there's a crack in an egg on your back and the yolk is running down. Like It felt like that shit. It felt like the white shrew cracking eggs on my shit. Yeah, so it was pretty good. I mean, no way. <laughs> yeah, Dylan definitely did just spill on himself. But anyways, uh, welcome back to the Baseline Podcast. Um I am Joe that you're speaking and listening to, not speaking to, just listening to. Um, sometimes we have strokes on the show, but uh, and then uh, Dylan is gonna go clean himself up, so he'll be back in a little bit. Uh, he's having some vitamin water right now. He just had a little mishap because he's a little silly. Um, but uh, no, we did end up taking a trip up to Grand Forks. We got to to watch the show, and then during the intermission, um, we got to we. <laughs> We, there was a big field next to the the show, so the five ten minute intermission, or whatever. We went out and actually um, kicked footballs, um, believe it or not. And then after the show, we did as well as we were his friend. Yeah, they were pr- some some pretty nice balls. Great balls. <laughs> Great balls, according to Dylan Pringle, um, reportedly, allegedly. Um, but no, we had a good time. And then afterwards, again, like I said before, we were waiting for our friend to get out because uh, she worked at the the uh the company yeah um uh we waited and we we kicked footballs and then the that's organization. when so when when the show got done yeah um we got to take a tour of the facility and Great as we were walking out of the tour the private tour yeah um that's when brady came up to me mm-hmm. he's still dressed in his uh prince tofer outfit his costume he, he says hey can i shake your hand i was like wow I, i'm i'm so glad that i get to shake the celebrity's hand right now I feel uh, I feel uh, empowered. I feel um, you know important, and that's not something I get every day because I work as a maintenance man, and nobody gives a crap about the maintenance man. Hey, but you're always—I um, mean, I empower you. Well, I tell you that you're like, I, I, t- I tell you that you're looking handsome. Oh no, for sure. And no, yeah. gassing my boy up. I agree. Empowering you. I agree. Trying to put put that positive talk into right. your into your right. cells and your brain. But anyways, he he shook my hand. Um, and then, uh, and then we walked out the facility, and uh, our friend was like, "I got about thirty minutes of stuff to do." So, um, I had brought with my uh, Concordia Cover football, and uh, I had some nice white running shoes on at the time, which I figured I could probably get a ball off. A for tragic two. scenario, though. 
because they get fucking dirty. So yeah, they quick. got pretty dirty pretty quick. But we're we're in the process of recleaning them so we can get them crap protected up. Yep. Um, but yeah, shout out crap if you want to like um, sponsor us. That's just fine. I'm, yeah, crap protect. Uh, I'll do an ad read for you right now. Crep protect is the best way. For you to protect your shoes in whatever climate you're in. What? That's right. I told you that correctly. Crep Protect is completely water resistant, oh, yeah. snow resistant, yep. stain resistant yep. on so many different levels of fabrics, yeah, whether it come to a suede, yeah. weather, uh, can- canvas, what? Uh, any athletic shoe. What? It's basically a bonding agent for your shoe that makes your shoe better than it was before. Thank if you, you want to go use That's our right. code that does not exist, once nope, again, our code that does not That's exist uh, is going to be code baseline yep. at checkout. Code baseline at checkout. That's B A S S L I N E at checkout for 20% off your first order and a free high five coming in the mail. Um, yeah, I think if they sponsor us, that's uh, that's a sturdy way to go in. Yeah. I mean, I wonder how much they pay us. I mean, you determine the value. Like, really? Me? Yeah. What like, if we were to, like, imagine if we were in the office and we could, like, we're going into that buyout deal for the Michael Scott Paper Company and we got to sit down and propose our case as to what money that Dunder Mifflin needs to pay us back to fucking sell the company. What do we think our worth really is in that in that conversation? You're asking me. Yeah, the like, music major. Yes, it don't. You don't have to like know the exact numbers. So all you have to do you is go the, online. Yeah, and look up all of the significant organs in a male body that can be sold, and mm-hmm. then just multiply by two, um, and that's how much uh, we are worth. I was gonna give us at least a dollar. I mean, oh, you can make much, much, much more than a dollar. No, I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I'm talking about like giving us credit. For like the work we're doing on the podcast, oh, uh, like maybe we can make a dollar off the podcast. I say, I ain't pressed the button. Well, okay. Well, I mean, I do have the organ donor thing on my Big driver's up. license, right? Exactly. Because if you don't, that's I mean, that's yeah. So why I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, how fucking cool is that? That like somebody could possibly be doing a scientific experiment on your brain, uh, while whilst you have passed on, but then the neurons that were dead now begin to fire again from some super scientific like catastrophe and you become like the first uh like physical specimen that lives outside of the medium uh of a body so you can live just within space with no medium whatsoever can you imagine that shit revolutionary you know what i really love about fucking planes about planes yeah yeah so like you know how planes can just like fly and then like as soon as when you take off from an airport you get up there and then, like, you make your one turn towards the direction yeah. based off of your trajectory. I never feel and a then, bitch hold turn. On, hold on. No, you don't. Excuse me? I go fucking sideways. Well, I always, take, I always take the window seat. I'm talking, then, you're talking the initial turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. But that's when you're I mean. on the flight, can you, there's, you don't need there's no fucking, no turns. you don't no, need listen turn to me. signals listen in the to sky. Me. That's what I'm saying. So that's crazy. When you, like, let's say you're flying. No uh, turn signals. You, you get out or whatever, you make your initial turn. And you go straight to the goddamn destination and then, like, fly into the airport. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. There's no turn signals because you're going one straight shot, unlike our roads. You know, you you, you have, uh, you know, Apple Maps or Google Maps or the olden days at MapQuest. Oh, my God. The, when you print it out on the sheet of paper on your way to your And baseball. then they gave it to you. No, you were on your way to your, like, um, godmother's house or whatever, and, like, seven hours away in Illinois. And, like, you... You felt so goddamn important because 
uh, you got to sit in the shotgun next to your mom, and she hands you this map, and she's like, I, buddy, listen here, you make sure that when you look at this map that you follow all the directions, and you let me know all the directions so we can get to the house on time. And you felt like a goddamn king, and you got the, your sheets, and you weren't supposed to lose them. Nope, and once yeah. you got done with one, you could like throw it away and be like, oh, my God, we're done with that part of the trip. That's so exciting. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that you have to get back. So that was a, that on the back of that sheet had had the directions back, so you had to get it back out of the trash can and uncrumple it. It was mm-hmm. the best. Yeah, I think that getting that power at a really young age is probably what has uh, driven our generation to be so power-hungry. Is MapQuest. Yeah. I believe it. I mean, it's definitely a, re- a reasonable prediction. I mean, we got such great power in our vehicle um, at such a young age, and we learned to control the fate of others um, at right. such a young age with, within the directions that we choose. Left or right can be just as distinct as up and down or grave to sky. It can be so distinct and so black and white. And I don't understand any of that shit, but you could change the directions and like get your family messed up. But I wouldn't do that because I love my family. Well, no, but exactly. You could, and you have the power to, and I think that's respectful. That's crazy. That is wild. I can't, it's MapQuest that did it. No, that's what I'm saying. I would blame yeah. MapQuest on all of our um, our younger generation's power hungriness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a valid thought. It's a reasonable, reasonable thought. But uh, anyways, how's, uh, how's work? Any more Speedway stories? No, no, I didn't have any. Uh, good? I, I would have had a Speedway on Friday, but I got I got flipped up on my route because I had to do a shorter one uh, for the day that Joe and I went up to Grand Forks because I needed to get out of work a little earlier. Um, and, you know, so I had to get off earlier, so I had to start, like, much earlier at, like, 3 a.m. Um, and it was, it was indeed a really long day. Um, I mean, I did get this weekend off, which was nice. I got to spend time with family and, of Absolutely. course, with Joe. Um, and spending more time with Joe now on a weekend. Um, yeah, that works. Yeah. And uh, I go back to work on Tuesday. And I'm honestly, like, you know, I like having work in my life. It's nice to have that structure and just know that I'm going, like, to this place uh, for the next six days. And I know what I'm doing. Um, and, you know... I'm one of those workaholic people over the summers, so uh, it's really beneficial for me to be at work so that I don't go, you know, stir crazy and get to make some money for school, of course, because it ain't getting cheaper. Yeah, so I had to get out early also as well. Um, and uh, so I came in. You were like busting open those signs so fast. Yeah, I was getting. <laughs> so every six weeks, uh, Katie has a new schedule. Yeah, uh, we were just in our like dairy sales. We had to uh, sale on like butter and, and uh, milk, milk curds, cheese curds, um, and then we're switching over. To, we switched over this past Friday to meat, and so there is signage everywhere in the store and outside the store. It changed, and so one of my jobs as the head maintenance dude is to um, to do signage, and so. Um, you know, Friday I had to do that along with a bigger truck, and I had to get out early. So I ended up going in um, early to get my signage done in the back room cleaned out by the time I would normally originally start my shift, which is 6. Um, and then um, I got out at 1 o'clock or whatever, and I'm like, all right, this is great. I finally got out at 1 o'clock on the dot even. This is awesome. We're going to stay on time and on schedule. 
um, which we, we we did make it to the production at a at a good clip. Um, it's it's it was uh, we we're just fine. We actually did get to stop uh, for some Starbucks, but I think the thing that happens is once you get into the northern Minnesota, closer into the yeah the, um, North Dakota area, people just don't give a fuck um, what speed to drive at. Yeah. So I'm getting passed at like 90 miles an hour on the interstate. Bro, and I'm like 100 going off an exit. Yeah, we hit 100 miles because an hour everybody else exit. was going that fast. Yeah, like, so I was what? like, so like that that like definitely trimmed down the trip a little bit because you just like I, I I had to speed up to stay um, safe in the right lane above what I would normally speed in the left lane. Mm-hmm. It was wild, but um, but anyways, yeah. So I came in at like an earlier time and I left at an earlier time. I get home. Uh, I have to like rinse up, shower up real quick before I want to go. Yeah. And uh, I'm in the shower and I get a call from work. I was like, excuse me. Yeah, that I just got that off for the weekend. Allow it. Allow me to yeah. get off the fucking show. 37 minutes get after your, uh, I am your, done for the week, get I get a phone call. about calling me out your mind this um, instant. I'm gone. Which, I mean, you know, I'll be thinking. a lot of people are going to sit here and be like, um, excuse me. I mean, I get text messages all the time on the weekend for work, and I do too. But I'm not saying that we have to normalize the fact that uh, that should not be a thing. Like, I feel like it, that's something that's shouldn't. just like, that's like come about over the, the week. Which, now, like, if you own a business, okay, you're going to have to deal with the Saturday, Sunday work. But as a normal, like, uh, what you'd be considered to be like a nine to five worker, even though yeah. like my shifts is like in the morning at like six to two. Yeah. Like a nine to five worker. Um when you're done on, on Friday and you're not a part of management, I should not be getting a text every single weekend or a call every single weekend about something that happened at work. Um I've gotten ones from my other maintenance guys, the the guys that work like afternoons or weekends. I've gotten texts from like individual um managers or things like that. It's like I'm just trying to enjoy my goddamn weekend. But anyways, 37 minutes in. It's not necessarily his fault, though. Um, my boss, Joe, called me. He's like, uh, "What's where you at, dude? Uh, we lost you. We, we, we lost you. And I was like, uh, I'm at home. He's like, uh, what you, what, did you get off early? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, oh, I didn't know. I was like, yeah. I asked one of your, your other managers or whatever. Um. And she said it was fine. So it wasn't technically his fault um, because nobody left him a note. But somebody should have left him. But it's okay. Yeah, you got to um, communicate in that way at least. Yeah. But uh, but no, my work was just pretty simple. No food audits this week, which is nice. That is uh, nice. Being an auditeer is nowhere near as being fun as a puppeteer. No. So, uh, so not having to do those edits is handy. Or yeah. more audits. But, you know, editing the audits... Yeah, but uh, Dylan is strapped today. Um, he or he was busy today, I should say. Um, he was um, off singing at church mm-hmm. and uh, singing for his grandma and grandpa. And why don't you go ahead and uh, yeah, it talk was a little bit about it. It was a really special experience because uh, my grandparents have been, uh, you know, really uh, caused a lot of really momentous moments in my life and guided me. Uh, down a very passionate path of, of music, which I'm pursuing now. Um, and I think, in general, uh, my musical, like, my, my niche or, like, the, the little knack that I had for it, like, that initial talent and push, I think was, uh, was from my grandmother um, and uh, how I saw her singing in church and playing accordion. 
Um, so, you know, of course, when her 50th anniversary, it was 50 slash 51 just because they didn't get to celebrate their 50th last year because of COVID. Um, so they combined like both of them. So it was technically like the 50th anniversary get together this year too. Um, when she like asked me to, to sing, I was like, it's a no brainer. I'm going to sing with my grandma. Cause like with them being like snowbird people, like going out to Arizona, going away for a decent portion of the year. And then when they're back, it's not during like my school year time and they don't get to see me sing up there usually. And I don't usually like if I'm busy working full time, I can't like, uh, like you know be singing with grandma um so i didn't know like if this was going to be like uh the last time for a longer time i'd sing with grandma like you know what i'm saying so i had to take the opportunity for sure and then make sure that their 50th anniversary was special made sure that i uh prepared a couple of good hymns uh, i did in the garden uh which is a great hymn um and then we bow down it's like a prelude and then i sang uh the hymn called "It Is Well with My Soul," um, which is pretty uh, pretty well known uh, as a solo during communion, uh, sang there also with my barbershop quartet uh, that I had from back home that I got back together for this one little performance, which was cool. Um, and it was uh, yeah, it was a great day. You know, you get to see a lot of people from your family that once you get like uh, like turned into a new life, i.e. going to college and meeting new people, developing new connections, changing priorities, shifting your stance on things, going uh, back and forth into who you're going to become as a person. You don't get to see uh, that side of your family nearly as much, like the extended people that like are there for you and love you so much, but you just like aren't like always, you know, very uh, gratuitous for them because like you're like, wow, I don't even think those people are in my life anymore, whereas they still really care about you. Um, it was really special to see all those people uh, in one place uh, for one last time because that's the last time that they're going to be at their house of like 36 years, which is like where I've known grandpa and grandma's house to be for 19 years of my life. And I love my grandparents and I have so many great memories there from Christmases uh, to making lefsa, uh to going over there for beautiful Thanksgiving meals. Um, visiting with my grandma whenever we'd go camping and having like uh having hot chocolate at 6 a.m and playing some cribbage like that's the stuff that's the wholesome crap you know that you think about that is just you know you hold on to it so dear but it's one of the parts about growing up and moving on that i'm starting to realize is that some of those things you know we gotta you know say not say bye to those memories but uh shift out of the mindset of those memories and just cherish them for what they were yeah, and I mean, I think, like, I love my a lot of my grandparents a lot, and I think I still, like, sometimes don't give uh, my grandparents, like, the time day that they deserve. They've definitely, like, done tremendous amounts of things, shaped me as a person, all of these different things. Um, very, very influential, and yet I can't seem to find time to, like, go and, yeah. and spend time with them, and I think that that's, like, a, a personal issue that, like, we work through, but... Um, but I think that everybody does that in a little bit of ways, especially when, like, you're like me, where you've had, um, you've kept a lot of your grandparents, or, like, the main set of grandparents have stayed uh, together and alive, um, and you've had them for now, like, 19 years of your life, so you just, like, once you get to be, like, 12 or 13, you just, like, take it for granted that they exist, um, and then, like, you so you, like, you want to spend a lot of time with them when you're a kid, and then as soon as you realize that, oh, they're going to be around for the long haul, you're like, oh, well, 
that can sit you know how it is for it looks yeah. like a lot of things you can get that way with friendships too or or and things for like sure. that yeah and relationships and um more like uh like um partner relationships is what i meant yeah um because when you're thinking that you're having more time to do certain things and make more memories it's actually when it can bite you in the ass hardest mm-hmm. and show you that you have the least amount of time possible yep like i i remember seeing this interview of this guy who uh who talked about his wife like getting into a car accident like a tragic car accident and he remembers that the last thing that he said to his wife was not like i love you and bye before she left but they were in an argument about something financial and he didn't say love you and left uh left his wife upset at him and then that happened and that carries immense guilt in somebody if you're like you know he wasn't uh extremely okay with me when this happened uh you blame yourself a lot for them things like uh transferring that emotion over um from one person to the other is something like it's so in like incredibly powerful but yet we don't mean it to be like just transferring that experience over is is a lot to to try and comprehend and uh truly i mean I, i've been having to think about it introspectively a lot just because of it's you know it's part of growing up mm-hmm. in terms of saying goodbye to you know those things like the memories i made with my grandparents today which i will cherish but you have to say goodbye to the period at which they were held for oh, sure yeah. time doesn't stop you know no yeah it it doesn't time yeah, is uh how that works uh time was it time is relative basically i mean also if you, fake but you know that's a different topic i mean if you've if you've been watching a lot of uh whether it's leaked uh marvel films or like marvel tv series and things like that the multiverse is coming into play a lot and i love like the aspect of the multiverse i think that the multiverse is the coolest thing um and I'd like to get your take on it. Like, y- did you ever see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? No. Uh, so, like, Miles Morales, who is uh, who's this whiz kid who's, you know, the, uh, the kid who's uh, Spider-Man in the movie. Um, but uh, during the movie, there is an exposure to the multiverse through, like, portals that ends up sending, like, uh, variants of... Uh, well, I guess either the Peter Parker Spider-Man or other Spider-Mans um, from across like different existences, and then they all like all come together. Like there's there's like Noir Spider-Man and uh, like Pig Spider-Man and all of that stuff. It's crazy, and it's definitely uh, I I mean it's one of those things that uh, that really can trip you out if you don't like really try to. Uh, dive into the lore of everything in terms of Marvel and the multiverse. And it can be confusing to think, wow, there's so many different like realities of the same personality, if that makes sense. And Joe's listening to some video. It's uh, you explaining that like, if you just like, like, like if you like die, just don't. Yeah. Right. So, it's yeah, you he, explaining that, but like, here's yeah, the thing. So yeah. So guys, I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me a little clear. This is real. This it, is some real shit. So if you like, if you end up like dying, um, just live. Like, yeah, just, just if you're about to like die, just like. Or if you're like, shit. you're like in the Olympics, like dying or you're, is you're a in decision, a pool, bro. or you're in a lake. Like, let's say you just like dying jump off a of. Decision. Like, let's Let say you just jump off of a bridge into like, uh, like a like a. Yeah, it's a decision. Like a, like a. It is an active choice. Yeah, it's a choice to die. So just choose to live. Um. 
or like choose to like breathe, right? Or like when you're looking at like a piece of music, just like sing it. You know what I mean? Like it's pretty simple. You just yeah. like you know You just, you just do, do and then you just never fail. Right. You can never have a failure. You, so just, you, have just, to, like, you have to fix everything and anything in the world that you want fixed. Because you just can't. Because you just like, yeah, because, do it. I mean, you hold the power. I mean, people say if you say it enough, it can become true. Yeah. No matter what. So if I said that I wanted to, you know, start an OnlyFans and just go off the deep end. Dude, I want a million bucks. Uh, it's not here. Um... Oh, is that a knock on the door? No, it's not. No. Um, Jeez. Uh, but no, yeah, that Corinna Comp girl, I mean, she made a million dollars in 24 hours. Good for her. Mostly because she's a super, like, famous influencer that's, like, known for, like, sexualizing herself and, uh, and you know, showing her showing her boobs on the internet, basically. Um, so, of course, people are going to be interested in seeing what those pictures are like uh, and stuff like that. Yeah, good for her business but there are, there are some people that um that do only fans that even if it isn't a million dollars in like a uh, in a month they still have full-time jobs but they do only fans on the side and then somehow they're still making like 15 grand a month off of only fans that is not a side gig that that is your gig that's your gig and then your that's your job your full-time job yeah your full-time is job is your, your fake like, job like to Whatever. cover up for your parents. Because, like, imagine if you have a salary of, like, 90K a year. You're only making, like, maybe in reality, like, five grand, maybe six grand a paycheck. Um, or, no, not six grand. Probably, yeah, more around, like, five, a uh, little over. But you're making that in a paycheck each month versus your OnlyFans in a month of, but can you imagine? You and your partner have an OnlyFans. You both uh, First of all, interesting relationship there. I've I would never it. be a part of that relationship. Like, that would not be something I'd be comfortable with. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be either, but I'm just trying to explain, like, if these people... Oh, wait, that's some, wild, yeah. Uh, if you're somehow okay emotionally with doing that, um, I mean, I guess all the power to you, but if you're making, like, 5 and 15 per person, and then the other person is only getting that cut from OnlyFans, uh, and then also works at a job that pays them relatively decently as a day job, and you're both making, like, around 20 to 25 a month, that is, like, still crazy money. That's great money. That means that if both of you guys are making that 25 a month, you're going to make more money in one month than the one that I already make in the first year. As teachers. Just think about as that. Human, it's wild. Little human babysitters. Which is, I mean, it's crazy because it takes, you know, the exploitation of, of oh, well, the Well, we're not going to get into this. We're not going to get into this. And it does all these things. Uh, and it just seems like it just keeps flipping the culture that way because people are incentivized to keep doing it with how much money people are like, I'm going to start an OnlyFans, make a make a actual uh, brick off of OnlyFans, uh, like a brick gold bar. Um, it's freaking crazy. Dylan, if you get an OnlyFans, I will download the app and subscribe to, to you for like one penny a month. And I will just... Text you on there every day. That's going to be our new form of text messaging. <laughs> so you're telling me that you want me to make an OnlyFans, make the subscription price a cent? No, no, no. I would only pay a cent. Okay, but I can't switch it for like one person or the other. Oh, you can't? 
Well, contact OnlyFans and tell them to change their fucking thing. Great, yeah, I'll do it. And I'll fucking send it. That email. way, I can I'll only make do, some fucking be a cent a month. Worry about it. It'll be a cent a month, so I can pay for your coffee after about fifteen years. Um, and then, and then, uh, and then, um, mm. that'll be just our new form of text messaging instead of like the messaging the app. I have been subscribed to your OnlyFans for fifteen fucking years. Now you can go buy yourself a coffee. And by that time, coffee might be extinct. Yo, I hope not. You well, realize you that the know. day that coffee goes extinct, the world actually ends, right? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm not saying like cocoa beans. Like, I'm saying that coffee as an idea is like gone because there's something much, much better. What is? I don't know. I'm not from the future. You think that there's going to be something better than coffee? That's what I mean. Like, I'm saying like in 30 years... There could be maybe there's like a there's like a um, like a like, like a new a chewable co- plant co- yeah that, that a new like a new element plant new a chewable coffee or something you know like I have no idea dude like one that you can like absorb into your skin I don't, like I I have no idea imagine if it was in a in a piece of gum that's what, I have no idea like, can you imagine if it was like they infused like this very clean compound of caffeine into chewing gum and then that's how you could you could just like chew a piece of gum produce saliva while yet getting like 300 milligrams of this like healthy and properly formulated caffeine that is clean and promotes like a ton of uh increased energy increased workflow things of that nature that would like produce you to feel like more locked into things yeah that's what i'm saying that sounds like a super scenario right so i'm saying like in 30 years we have no idea if that's gonna exist or not so you know i mean we found ourselves in a pretty super scenario um Mm -hmm. In probably the past, you know, five years. One might say a fabulous scenario. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, I, I I don't know if I consider. It I a I mean, I'd scenario. say I'd say it's fabulous. Did you um? Well, in the beginning, I don't know if you even mentioned that part of the whole uh, touring the theater thing, uh, with the fabulous part. I mean, if you want to tell a story, you can. I ain't well, kidding. so we entered the facility. We entered the facility right after we arrived at the theater. Um, and we entered the front door, door 22, um, and we, uh, we get in to the, uh, into the art center and, uh, we just step in and we text our friend, uh, came to the front of the house, got us our tickets uh, and everything was chill. But apparently one of her friends who also works at the theater, who she must've told that we were coming, uh, texted her just saying the plain phrase, uh, hot men period in reference to us just from entering because she did not know yet that we were the friends of one of her coworkers that she had known was coming and then when she saw uh our friend come over to us and uh and hug us and give us the ticket she was like oh she literally said oh my period. god oh period. period my period god, god period. period all in cap well the first of each capital letter yes and then uh, that's an intro to the story because, of course, people probably started crafting theories uh, from people that she worked with because, of course, we came in and we were these people that drove from like we were, quote, forever outsiders. away. We were outsiders from this community that apparently is very tight-knit. So they looked at us, and we were, I mean, we were pretty well-dressed. We looked pretty great that night. Um, and well. uh, so people, I mean, people automatically assumed that... Uh, I don't know how this happened, but we were going on the backstage tour, and one of the people that choreographed the show 
was uh, was backstage, and I was told that she was the choreographer, and I said, hey, uh, great, I mean, great job. Uh, the, the dancing in the show and the choreography was fabulous. And just on account of me saying the word fabulous in any context whatsoever, everybody that was there on the production team decided that because I said fabulous, that it was a confirmed theory that Joe and I are gay for each other. And uh, they figured this out um, much quicker than I expected them to. Um, I thought it might take a couple more visits um, for them to realize the truth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but no, they assumed fabulous and uh, and the hot men moment and us absolutely dinking those, those pissers of balls when we were kicking in the field. It all just added up for them to say, uh, some like make up some crazy theories about us outsiders during mm-hmm. that event, but it was crazy. Hot men, oh my god, that they're never gonna hear the end of that. It's hilarious. So we yeah. te- we checked in with her. We were like, how, so how is the uh, the um, coworkers theory? Uh, you know, like how how are they? Because we assumed and she assumed that as soon as she went back uh, to the show the next afternoon, that like she would instantly get like get got. Because what happened was is after the show she. Like we all went back to her house and we hung out at her. It's just like those who went to visit her, not her like her um, her coworkers or whatever. And they do a coworker thing every night after the shows. Um, so she ended up, so she skipped that one. So they were giving her shit about that. And then once they found out who we were, or they made their assumptions of who we were, um, and the fact that we visited from a far way away, um, they made their assumptions. And so we. We keep checking back in with her to see how the coworkers are doing with uh, her whole uh, friend, her friends. Um, so we thought that was pretty interesting. Um, but you know, can't, we can't all be fabulous. Yeah, I mean, you know, it takes a lot of work to uh, to be fabulous. Just uh, as if, you know, like thinking about being Sharpay from High School Musical. I mean, she was fabulous, but wow, was she extra. Um, and it's crazy that, uh, God, what was the guy, I, why can't I think of his name, who was the baker, who was, like, in love with her for some reason, Zeke, uh, he was, like, making her, uh, creme brew, creme brew, creme brew, creme brew, lay, I think that's how you pronounce it, I don't know if it's creme brew lay, um, claim, uh, but Zeke was such a simp for Sharpay in that, uh, if anyone's listening to this, you know, if you've seen High School Musical, you know, Zeke was simping, don't cap. Uh, he was baking goods. Like, he was yeah. He was baking, like, the goods uh, with nothing in return. Hold up. Now, what I will mention is, uh, so I was, uh, my senior year of high school was electric. But I, in the wintertime, was um, the girls' basketball manager. And I baked them cookies. Cookies, and I think I did brownies one time. Excuse me. Um, I can't remember all of the different things I made for them, but I, I baked them shit for every away game, and I won't simp in for the whole basketball team. I wanted them to get their goodies, but in a, in a specific like one on one, if you if you bake one on one if it's the one on one context and you bacon, if it's in a single yeah, serve creme brulee dish, just for 100%. that person, that's that's some next level simp, yeah. simp mastery. You've reached like the master ranks of being a simp. I don't think that um, I don't think I've gotten to to that echelon in the past. I mean, I've definitely. I mean, uh, me. I, I've been caught in 
in getting caught up in simping over some people in the past. And it ends up in a lot of very deep-seated infatuation, which can be good for, like, the first, like, little bit when everything's new and exciting. Um, but then if that's all you're basing it off of, uh, things are going to get really not exciting really fast um, just because you can't be given everything with nothing in return. You know, it's just how it be going. You got to get your return on your investment, your ROI. You know what I'm saying? You're investing your time, your energy, your love, your kindness to somebody. Your bakery. Yeah. Your bakery. Think about that shit. Think about that shit, maniacs. You're going to be cooking cookies uh, in the cookie space for so long. And uh, if anybody knows who I'm talking like, by the way, you need to, uh, like, give yourself You're a high elite. five. Um, because when we are talking about these maniacs, uh, when you want to uh, hit your dreams out into the fairway, um, that might give you a hint as to who I'm talking about. If you know now, eh, not as good, but uh, thank you. Um, but, you know, taking your dreams, not prioritizing them, and then putting somebody else's first all the dang time in terms of, like, like if you're in a friendship and you don't value, like, what the person's doing for themselves, but you expect them to value what you're doing for yourself and, like, be able to still, like, develop uh, your friendship, it just ain't gonna, ain't gonna work, man. Y'all need to find compromises, do the things that are going to uh, strengthen your relationship. Joe and I did them, and if we can what? do them, you can do them. Well, yeah. actually, as Tom Segura said, I well, probably fucking not. Um, <laughs> uh, you you might be able to. God, you you inspired me. Oh, I didn't mean to. Well, sh- fuck, I didn't mean to. Like, what's your story? You know, you just gotta uh, uh, cry more, eat less. Um, <laughs> but no, that's uh, Tom Segura is our go-to comedian, by the way. Um, just to inform you guys, um, whenever we want a comedy special, when we're just hanging together, for us to just fucking quote and absolutely murder, um, we watch Disgraceful by Tom Segura. Sometimes we watch Mostly Stories because Mostly Stories is when he's still like a little fatter. He's got yeah. his dad chub, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is hilarious. Um, but there's some there's some go-to. really good really really good comedians on um, Netflix. Well, back back when there was a lot on Netflix. Yeah, um, yeah there yeah. was a lot of good ones. There was like fucking Fluffy. Yeah, goddamn. When he was in his prime, Gabriel. You could uh, yeah. There was Jeff Ha Dunham. Um, denim, 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 denim. I kill you. Um, Silence. <laughs> um, but then, um, obviously, you know, Tom Sawyer, we just talked about him. Um, is that is John Mulaney on Netflix? I have no yeah. idea. He, he has a special on there. Okay, we might watch that this evening. Yeah, um, it's hilarious. He's hilarious. Um, he's a st- he's as Joe would call a stooge. stooge. Um, but no, uh, um, one of the things I did want to address on this podcast before you forget about it, before I get forget about it, because I remembered about two seconds ago, um, I wanted to revisit my top five list of rappers. Mm. So if this tells you anything about how like super interested I was in like giving a list, uh, I forgot who all I put on there other than the fact that J. Cole was number one. The other four, I literally forgot. Okay. I don't know. Um, but I redid one. 
um, which I feel a lot, lot better about. Um, I still have an honorable mention. Oh, my honorable mention was 21 Savage. He's not even close on this list anymore. Okay. Um, he, yeah, he's not even close. He's not on the list at all. Um, but my uh, honorable mention is Jeezy. Not G-Eazy. Jeezy. Um, he has some absolute bangers. Um, but uh, starting at number five, uh, Dylan likes this guy. Um, and it's only because of Dylan that he's on my list because he, Dylan told me about him and now I listen to him more. John Bellion. And that's, no, John Bellion's not a rapper, you fucking. You're talking about Logic. Yeah, Logic. So Logic is my number five. John Bellion does rap, though. Um, oh, I guess, yeah, yes. no, you're, you're yes, right. Songs I've heard. Bust down on yeah. rhymes. Dude. Yeah, good for him. Um, but it's Logic for a lot of the reasons that, like, Dylan talked about in the first episode. Um, a lot of his beats go hard. And um, Dylan likes to do this thing where instead of rapping all the words because... Dylan learned a lot of Logic songs um, back when he was a young boy playing 14 hours of Call of Duty a day um, and just sitting there listening to Logic. So he's remembering all the words mm-hmm. and learning all the words. So now, whenever we play Logic in the car, Dylan knows all the words. So what he does is he does one of two things. He either um, takes the um, text and says it as if he's reciting a poem, or he sings it classically um but all of the same lyrics of a rap song which you could you can imagine um and he just like modifies them and it's hilarious yeah. um it, it it just all it comes from a deeper place with within me where i don't i don't know where it comes from it's just artistic excellence uh it's it's definitely a style uh can we grab a sample of both of those just for like them to like well you don't have to play the music because we're gonna get fucking copyrighted if you play that shit so you gotta watch that. Just like, just well, take that them. was the opening beat for Flexecution. But if we wanted to, for example, take just a sample of the main verse, or like the well, it's actually the second verse uh, when he comes out of the hook. He says, "Hold on, let me bring it back. Everybody know I'm bringing the facts. And it what a what I got it like that. Cause I put everything right on the track, and you know I'm a fucker running that they go on, but they like rob, and then you rob, and you know when these motherfuckers want to take it, but never mistake it. I'm sure I'm where I'm going, and I'm knowing what I'm doing. Intuition never switching on a mission, motherfucker. Why is you bitching? Why is you bitching? Like goddamn, like instead of doing it like that super rap flow, uh, you could do it. Uh, uh, you just need to re- achieve a high inside smile before a high inside singing smile. In, yeah, in yeah, classic yeah, yeah. styling. Uh, you need to be like. Hold on, let me bring it back. Everybody know I'm bringing the facts. And they wonder why I got it like that. Because I put everything right on the track. And you know I'm a fuck. Around and let it go up and let it make raw. <laughs> like you can do that <laughs> shit and make it classical. Or you can talk about it verbatim in the most ugly English possible. It's like a poem. Yes. So you can be instead. You can say, hold on, let me bring it back. Everybody know I'm bringing the facts. But I wonder why I got it like that. Because I, I put everything right on the track. Because you know I'm going to fuck around and let it go. I've been living like raw. I believe in you already know. Uh, these motherfuckers want to take it, but never mistake it. I'm sure I'm where I'm going in, and I know what I'm doing. Intuition never switching is on a motherfucker. Why is you bitching? Like, why are you bitching? Like, goddamn. Yeah. Uh, so That's bars. Yeah, it's I, I had a lot of time. Yeah, so that's what Dylan did. So now Dylan has brought logic to me, and logic has brought to my ears a lot of bangers. So he is number five. Uh, number four is the baby. Um, I stand by a lot of what baby I said. On baby on baby on he, I think he dropped a spot or two. I can't remember. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he still stays because he's still got a bunch of Bs. Um, Polo G, I think that's a stay from last time. Uh, number two, uh, Dylan actually talked about um, uh, 
that people were going to be mad that he was lower on your list. Uh, my number two is Drake. Drake. Um, I went back and looked at a lot of his other songs. Um, I know we said this isn't like the most recent history, but if you go back to his 2016 album, um, I f- well, I mean, if we're when, well, I'm on the topic. Summer of 2016 was the hottest shit, and it will never return again. But it was the best summer that ever existed, and I don't even know why. Like I don't know why. I don't know. Excuse me. Excuse me. I, I'm having some OJ, so I'm getting a little burpy. But uh, um, some bagged. Yep, from Quick Trip. Um, KT only. KT miss me, only. Miss me with any of that other yeah. shit. Agreed. Continue. Um, what was I talking about? Yeah, you were talking about your bag shit. Mm-mm, before that. Right, you were on something different. Yeah, I don't know what I was talking about. No. I just remember I was talking about because I got distracted by you talking about your orange juice. And then we were yeah. gassing up KT, which is the huge, the huge for the stooge. Um, oh, 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 yeah, twenty twor- twor- uh, sixteen, summer twenty sixteen. I have no idea why it was the best. I don't know what I did or what occurred. Um, it was just like it was just like prime. It was prime living, yeah. um, that, and that that might have just been my age, my generation, or whatever. But I don't know. Uh, and so that album was from that summer, and I it's. It's it's real good. So and then number one is J Cole. So the new list is um, from bottom to top. Honorable mention: Jeezy, uh, five Logic, four the Baby, three Polo G, two Drake, one J Cole. Um, to resort it out, mm-hmm. um, I thought that it was only fair to the uh, rappers and the um, the podcast uh, to bring the forth the most accurate information I could possibly, um, and so I did a quick. Well, it was been three or four week study of my own time, um, and in that time, that is the list. It could continue to change, probably will. We will stop reporting on it, um, but of that time that I spent, that is the new updated and current list. Well, I mean, you did work and get us. Get us an updated, well thought out list. I I think that the viewers appreciate it. Yeah. Um. The the viewers slash listeners. Slash listeners. Um. Um. A lot of times I get to listen to music and I'll get like some new shit in my ear when I'm out. Uh, like at Quick Trip, since I'm a man, or I'm a maintenance dude. Yeah. Um. I'm technically not supposed to, but um. Fire me. They um. Oh, that's another story. One of the truck drivers thought I was super super arrogant. So. Um, when there's an issue out of the diesel pumps, I get called out to like go talk to the driver or fix the pump or whatever it is. Yeah. And um, and this guy he had he was getting deaf on on diesel three, and I went out and I was like, oh, what's the issue, sir? He's like, my deaf isn't pumping. So I, I look at it, um, I look at I know all of like the the basic um, issues that problems that occur um, that I can fix, and then I know the ones that I can't and have to call in for. So I run through my like head looking at the situation, um, breaking it down with my prior knowledge, um, you know, what I need to do, and I fix the issue, and I got his, his, the fuel to start pumping. Um, and he's like, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. And I was like, uh, a lot of the times I try and read the room and decide, you know, can this guy take a crack or a little pop, or is it just like a guy who should, who should say, you're welcome, walk away. Um, and I read and I was like, it's this I do this to some some people who I go and help. I'm like, I make a like a quick joke. So I said to the guy, 
meaning basically nothing. I was like, this isn't, I didn't, I don't think I said this is my first rodeo, but that's usually what I say. Like, this isn't my first rodeo or like, um, you know, been doing this job a while or some kind of like little small short thing. And, um, and so I did or whatever. And I saw, I thought I saw, uh, like a quick grin or whatever, but anyways, I walked away. Um, and I come inside and the gal who called me out to go do the diesel pumps, we like cross paths right in front of the bathrooms. And she was like, um, did you get it fixed? I was like, yeah. She was like, that was the second call from the same thing a day. And I was like, um, yeah, so technically what's going on is the pump isn't actually like, um, the pump's not broken. It just, it, you need, the drivers need to use a little bit of patience when squeezing the handle or whatever. Yeah. Um, and she was like, oh, got it. And I was like, um, and I think she potentially even also mentioned something about like, cause we get a lot of calls for, uh, this is not a part of the, si the situation, but we get a lot of calls for like the paper towels not working cause people aren't patient enough or like reach their hand in the right spot. And then they tell us that instead of them, uh, trying all of the different locations or whatever, they just assume it's like broken because they can't get into it. Anyways, or paper towels. But, um, so she had probably mentioned something like similar to that, like take a little pop and then we like split ways. Well, I come back in from doing like trashes three minutes later and the same gal goes, hey, did you get talked to yet? I was like, excuse me? Um, what? And she was like, yeah. So apparently what happened was the truck driver that I, I helped with the diesel pumps was inside the bathroom uh, that I was standing next to and uh, somebody was holding the door open for a little while and then I was actually going to the bathroom so... Uh, to, to work in it or whatever. So I ended up holding the door open for about 10 seconds of the conversation, like the last 10 seconds of the conversation. So he heard the entire thing. Jeez. Um, and he like stormed up to the, the gal who originally called me on. She was like, I heard what you guys said. Let me talk to your goddamn manager. He talked to my manager, chewed his ass out. Um, and then, <laughs> and then my manager comes back and he's like, Hey man, you gotta pay attention where you're talking about your job. Um, because I just got talked to by a guy, um, and, uh, and he said you were arrogant and um, egotistical and you thought you were the shit and, um, people just need to lighten the fuck up and it's like, and, and people doing he, he said, he, he mentioned some, uh, and then. And then my boss obviously like apologized or whatever. And then um, the guest uh, allegedly made a comment about how he's African American, which when I heard back the story, I was like, I didn't even notice. And sir, uh, if you have anything to worry about as far as dealing with um, inequality, like I am not, I'm probably closer to the end of the list for people you should be worried about. Um, but that's something that he was worried about too. And um, so, uh, but yeah, so I forgot where I started with this, but basically I uh, accidentally said something about like a little, small, little patience thing out of the pump and I got absolutely blown up for it. Oh, um, it's okay. Yeah. I. It's because everything that we have like today in society, like if people can't get it instantly, it's like unappealing. So patience is like super hard to come by nowadays just because you can get anything at a moment's notice when you don't when you aren't able to get it at a moment's notice we can't be patient because we just get like all this shit like and information just 
flowed into us like by the minute it's updated online which is just a, like a not a sign of the times but just like part of being in the 21st century it's something that like all of the people that came before us worked their asses off to improve technology all the way to where it is and because of that like nature um you know that's just how our generation is becoming and um one of my biggest pet peeves actually is um like people of the new generation who haven't adapted um into like the and they don't love the ability that our like our current generation has to do things mm-hmm. um like there's a lot of people there's a lot of people who are going to be like well we didn't have this or this technology back in my day and you usually get a pop from the younger generation and you move on or there's some people who are like yeah, I don't give a shit we got new shit for you guys and you guys should use it you know take it to your advantage but then you have those like people who are like um we're not going to support you in all of the new like fast stuff that you guys have and like the the low capacity for being able to have patience um we just won't tolerate that because uh we we didn't have that we didn't have all this fast stuff we didn't have the internet you know like so um no you can't use it no we're gonna we're gonna limit you um and uh that's just one of my pet pages like i don't want to call them boomers but like all the older generation just being like uh well we didn't have it so you you shouldn't have it it's yeah. like it's like that's why we as a human being and human race uh adapt and um evolve it's because yeah, it's just once more. you get once you get a boomer in too deep it's hard to adapt i tell you what you probably can't switch uh, the way that those people value things at that point you can't because like, i i mean I, so i've talked to plenty of them they're like I, i'm stuck to my ways uh regardless of what the ways are they're like mm, yeah i'm not changing it's like i mean if you're 60 why would you i mean obviously there's a reason but you know you're you're gonna die anyways it's like well unless you just you know choose to live right just like live but um but no so dylan um what was i gonna say you uh how much so how much sleep did you get uh this past weekend overall um on on Friday into Saturday, uh, it would have just technically been Saturday morning, really, because that's when I fell asleep. Um, fell asleep after, like, crashing from exhaustion at around 2.20, um, and then didn't wake up until, like, 10.30, so I got around seven hours of sleep. Um, but before that, uh, that day, I had only, you know, since I had just gone up to Grand Forks, I had to get less sleep the night before pack a lunch the night before uh, to make sure that I'm I'm good to go on a route um, and I don't know why or why I'm I they just kind of sent me down in a delivery truck when I need to do smaller routes but it's just why I mean women just love you man and are you talking to me well I'm explaining what I was talking about because oh, so you're you're dove into another part of your phone over there. Yeah, so I'm I don't know into exactly something else. That's what, what are you looking up? Scenes. Fucking NFL memes that you're gonna send to me or some shit? Like no, I, I don't know. I would like, do that Sure, shit, we're starting an no. NFL football team. I don't care. We'll start a franchise. 
What you mean, my boy? Let's start like a football team. Hey, did you know? So, okay, so what about your your thoughts on so the Washington football team currently looking for a name? Um, what you, I mean, what are your thoughts? What are you thinking? Like, do you have like is there one that you can think about that you like a lot? You know, one popping off the top of your head? Because it's got to get named eventually. I mean, come on, I can't, I can't I keep mean, calling it the Washington football team. I'm just tired I just, of it. I need to come up with another iconic name. Well, you let me know on that, but uh, I'll wait while you decide that while I talk about something else. Um, have we talked about the chairs yet? What Stadium chairs? Or Shadow Hall chairs? The other ones? The chairs. We haven't. But I don't think so. Either way, if you if we have already, we're going to tell the story again. Um, so basically, uh, my buddy Sidlowski and I were sitting in a final um, last last spring, and we look outside, and there's chairs, like stadium-type chairs on the ground. So we ask our teacher, like, what are those from? They're like, recital hall. So we went to the recital hall. They're revenerating. Reven- Man, English is hard. Uh, revenerating. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. I'm losing my brain here. Um, the recital hall. And so they had extra chairs outside or whatever. And because they were taken out. And we were like, oh, well, we're going to go steal them for our apartment next year. So we stole a couple after talking to the head of the music department. He made a phone call for us. Nice guy. Um, he's like, yeah, you can take whatever you want. We found a row of four. Um, we took one off the side because it was like a half chair. And we rebuilt the outside so it was uh, two identical outsides. Basically, make sure it's symmetrical. Um, and we took it back home. And I took it back to my place because I knew I was going to be able to take care of it. It was a project I was going to take on over the summer. And what I was going to do with them and what I have done currently as I have cleaned them up, um, touched up some spots, made sure all the, the nuts and bolts and screws are, are tight. Um, and what I did is I built a base. So I went to the lumber yard. I bought some wood. Lumber yard known as Home Depot. I bought some wood. I bought some wood screws. Uh, and I took them to my grandparents' shop. This is where, you know, the whole original thing about how grandparents can really shape you. My grandpa has taught me how to build stuff and, like, be kind of like an engineer on my own. Um, so that I'm not a complete dipshit when I have a wife and kids and I need to fix my entire house. Um, I can try, at least. Um, so he took me to, or I brought the wood to the, and the chairs to his shop. And we, um, we talked about it. And I built this, um, this base for the chairs because originally they were screwed into the ground. Um, into like the cement ground. So if you set them up in the room... They are like uh, cast iron, I think. So they're going to tip over if you sit in it at all because they don't have the ability to support their weight. So I had to build a base and I built one and I put it over tablecloth. Uh, I, I, not tablecloth, but I put like black cloth over it so it's nice and sleek. Put handles on the side so it's easier to carry up and down stairs because we're going to live on a floor above number one um, next year in our apartments that we're in. Um, and I finally got to, uh, got around to doing those this week. And uh, the only thing I have left to do with those is decorate them um, with some lights and potentially some other gizmos and gadgets that I'm thinking about doing. Um, and we're excited to have those in the apartment next year. Um, but we're really, really close to moving up to college. Um, I got two and a half weeks of work left. Um, and then I have a, a week off uh, to go vacation and kick footballs and pack. And then I'm off to football camp uh, at Concordia. We start August 11th. Um, it's an 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. day. 
plus festivities to follow. Um, yeah, it's so just, it's going to be a long ass day and long ass weeks, but I can't wait. I'm super excited. We didn't get one last year, and um, actually, the friend, our friend from college, we went up here to visit. Dylan, I didn't tell you about this. Uh, she didn't even know that I didn't play football in high school. I want to reiterate something. I have never played a snap of football. Well, actually, um, after fourth grade, I have never played a snap of football in my entire life. Um, I've never played a snap competitively other than like flag football and then the two years I did in third, fourth grade. Um, so, And I've never kicked a football, that's for sure. Um, so what I'm doing right now is basically like uh, I w- played soccer and then I just completely switched with no training and no no intent to be actually good but you know you got to get better to keep your job um so i'm super excited because i haven't gotten to experience a camp or whatever i'm gonna get an extra dude uh on my like kicking crew because last year at the second half of the year i was the only guy on the team and um so like when i did practices i would practice by myself couldn't listen to music because uh everybody else was doing their drills or whatever um you can put airpods in but you know, so I didn't get to listen to music. I didn't have anybody else to work with. I got to know all of the dudes that got injured, though, because I was on the sidelines the entire time. Uh, so I did get to make a bunch of new friends and a lot of, like, uh, good dudes on there that I'm going to continue to be friends with in the next years and, and things like that. Um, but, like, you don't, you're basically, like, when you're a one-man team, it sounds, like, cool and glorious or whatever because you're, like, you know, you're the only one and... It, it, it does suck, though. It has its challenges. You have to be good at everything, and then, which I'm not. And then you have to um, you have to basically work by yourself, which means you also get to hold yourself accountable. Um, and then you also have the ability to not hold yourself accountable. So it's a tough thing, but I'm super excited to have another dude with me. Um, I haven't met him yet. I wish I had. Um, I wanted to get his uh, phone number and things like that potentially oh, earlier or anything like that, but I was unable to. Um, and I'm not gonna like. I feel like teleport or just as good if you could like put the timeline back together. What do you mean, my boy? What because the saying? reason why they split was because of the, because of the, the time. All right, so I'm gonna go back to what I was talking about because I don't know what that was. Um, but, anyways, uh, so I'm super excited for that and to get to see my boys. But that's coming up super super soon. Like summer is basically over for me. Um, but I had a really good summer. I mean, it was pretty chill. I could see all my like friends that I missed from home. Um, I've turned into the lake boy, like we talked about in earlier episodes. Well, I love to be at the lake. Um, some of my friends are headed back to their other respective states for school, uh, which is sad. And, and just to live too. one of my buddies just going down to Colorado, just be there cause it's a really dope place. Um, which is sad, but, you know, with the summer being almost at the end and being busy and going to do kicking camps and vacationing and things like that, it's all right. Um, but uh, Dylan yeah. had a good summer. He's He's been having a good summer. Um, he got a nice little job for himself, um, which he makes fat racks, and then he can put that towards his loans. Um, yeah. yeah, that's part of being a college we kid. Have, we have to get bread. Got to get that bread to keep those loans away. Um, and so, um, what's that? What's you mean, my boy? Hi, for sure. Well, um, 
Let me see something real quick. Whoa. I want to share one more, like, quick story. Um, what does it involve? I don't know. Oh, I'm sure. trying to think of other stories that happened this week. Uh, so there was this one time where I was eight. I uh, was on a road trip with my sister um, to Colorado. It was my whole family, actually. We were on this road trip. And when my sister and I were children, we wanted to fucking obliterate each other and like punch as each other in the face as, all they, the as you time. would. Yeah, as you would. Um, because I like hated my sister for so many years yep. and she hated me for so many. I hated my sister um, for 18 years. Yep. And Income. there would be uh, there would be really distinct times where we'd get into huge fist fights. Um, and like I'd get like blood drawn from me. It was it was a whole deal. But when uh, wait, your sister made you bleed. Well, yeah, I mean she basically the hell did. Had, well, I mean she had like talons for nails. Yeah, I get that because she knew that. But anyways, I was hey, twelve, thirteen. Hold on. What the hell are you doing? What do you mean? You're letting down the younger brother population. What do you mean? You can't let your older sister beat the shit out of you. I just told you she didn't beat the shit out of me. Well, she made she, you bleed. That's exactly. something. There's difference. I suppose you can't let your sister. There's make cutting you somebody bleed. up and beating somebody up. Or slicing. Was she cut you? Beating. Yeah. With something other than her fingernails? No, with her fingernails. That's what I mean. That ain't, that ain't no thing. Okay, so you're just making the shit hell, up man. now. Let me what continue are you doing my to story. Me? You <laughs> bimbo, dude. I, uh, on the way to Colorado on this on this road trip, we, uh, we had to end up driving through the night and getting there super early in the morning, so we were going to sleep in the car. Um, and... You can imagine how much with me and my sister already hating each other, trying to sleep in a car together and like navigate where we're putting our feet, either on the seat or sitting on the floor, was hilarious. Yeah, that line is precious. Yeah, um, it's super it was, important. It was, it was one of the greatest conflicts I've had in my life, and I remember my I stepdad. My stepdad pulled us over. He's like, "I'll run us off the fucking road." Like I swear to God. And my mom was like, uh, "Brian, I'm pretty sure you can't say that." And he's like, "I'll run us off the fucking road." I swear. Um, and then we had to reform ourselves and try and act cordially. We finally fell asleep by like 3 a.m. and convinced them to keep us on the road instead of getting a hotel. But it was just, it was just too much to freaking, it was so overstated. So how many, um, how many like road trips would you go on? Like versus, road trips versus like flight trips would you go on as a kid? Uh, I'd go on just ton more road trips i'd i'd gone on probably if i was to guess i'd gone on like five road trips with uh with like uh you know my stepdad and mom and then also my dad and stepmom in total been on like probably eight road trips before i went on my first flight trip like eight long road trips before i went on my first flight trip that's crazy um but it's because our first flight trip was to washington dc Oh, that's a great um, place to visit. Yeah, it was great. Just I, visit, though. Yeah. N- not sure live. Just visit. One thing, I remember my first experience on a flight. I didn't realize that it should just be commonplace before you go on a flight that you uh, that you just pee beforehand so that you hopefully don't have to pee during the flight because, like, getting up during the flight to go pee, like, ain't the move. Or you uh, do it, me and the, the gals I went to Florida do, and you sit in the back, back sit, row. Yeah, if you sit in the, in the very back row. move. Then you're uh, you're right there by the lavatory. If you or bring it. kids. Don't bring your fucking kids on a plane. Goddamn, quit anyone, it. Anyone who brings just a baby, b- on put them plane. in a daycare, or don't bring them. Uh, yeah, put them in daycare. You could probably don't. use the time away, anyways. 
So you can either you can be sucked in these pods now, where they eliminate this bo, and now they have these uh, these scrubbers in here that are gonna do like crazy work that apparently nothing else, like nobody can do this shit. I asked my boss if I could like, well, my lower level boss. I gotta ask Joey again. But uh, I asked her if I could um, buy some of the like super crazy stuff from Quick Trip there for cleaner for the apartment. Oh yeah, and I gotta know. Seriously? Yeah, but I, I'm That's gonna I'm gonna double check crushing. I'm gonna double check with Joe. Can't believe that he we can't may get have Phoenix a better. Price. Dang it! He may have a different answer. We don't know yet. This is unconfirmed. Um, so, this is actually alleged. Actually alleged. Yeah, correct. But we're waiting for it. But. Um, it was nice the other day. Um, no, you go ahead. If you got some on your brain. No, I don't really have anything on my brain because I was just thinking about the other day. What happened the other day? You were just about to start talking about the other day. You said, oh yeah, the other day. And I was just starting. Oh, you're just starting to think about the other day. I was starting to set the scene Um, in my brain for your story. Yeah, set the scene. Uh, the other day as I've been working for... Uh, a while now. This is gonna sound kind of silly, but He's um, building character. I I got to start doing dips with some weight. Um, this I is gonna vulnerable. sound silly. This is great. Um, but with with starting with weight, it's not like I started with five pounds. Like I started with like quite a bit of weight. Uh, at the I I like I realized that I was doing a high rep, like like a lot of sets by high rep. And instead, I need to to budget it down to do lower reps, and the only way to like make yourself hover is to just get yourself some weight. Um, yep. So that's that's one of the bigger steps I took this week, um, because my buddy and I, well, I mostly do um, these things called daily dips, mm. and I get it to them because um, we're trying to work out a lot, yep. do our best, yep. stay in shape. Yep. Um, because my genetics are bad, yep. and it says that what? apparently I'm supposed to be. Have a big beer belly, what? And I am not about that. What? So I'm gonna try and stay in shape, Jeez. so I can look good, good ish, gravy, young, gravy. Uh, um. So, yeah. anyways, I've been starting those, which is basically just getting my boy a video of me doing my daily dips. Um, and uh, I got to start doing some weight, which if uh weight if there's any like. And lifters out there, whatever you would understand that, like surpassing something that you used to not be able to do is kind of a power move, and it makes you feel pretty good. So I feel pretty good about where I'm at with that. But um, yeah, I think we're just we're feeling great in general about where we at. Excited for, um, excited for school, um, because I mean it's it come up it's come up so quick. I didn't mm-hmm. really expect it to only be like a month away when i was like visiting this weekend and then we were talking about it and i was like oh my god like that's a lot that'll come up a lot sooner than we think that's pretty cool just because we're gonna be both so busy um with our final things wrapping up at home and then going from work to like in your case going to the football camp it's gonna be uh just a i mean a huge commitment to take on but something you got to do in terms of your time i already talked about this yeah it's uh I mean, it's gonna be something that's of course, you know, I know you've already talked about it, but I'm just retouching on the subject. Um, but but in that sense it's like, you know, having having only the four weeks is kinda I mean, 
I, you know, I'm still gassed about it because I, as much as I would love to work, um, I'm excited to like just get back to the stuff that like is gonna better me for my future. Like, not that my part-time job doesn't have like a role in developing my work ethic, but I want to work on that passion project shit, and that's what I'm working at at college when I'm making connections and having a good time. That's my capstone for the week. Thank you. Oh, that was good, Dylan. Um, exactly. We are excited to get back up there, though. And uh, we are also excited to see you goddamn next week for some more bullshit. Spewing the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Aggressively. Uh, potentially. Into our microphones. Allegedly. Have a great weekend. Be well. My... Children. Assuming this goes up on weekend. Well, it'll go up on Wednesday because it always goes up on Wednesday. Have a great Wednesday. Enjoy the rest of your week. Hump day. Be well with you.